Welcome to the Strengthening a Palliative Approach in Long-Term Care Alliance podcast, exploring challenges and best practices in palliative care approaches for individuals in long-term care. Courtney Hicks is a PhD student at the University of Waterloo in the School of Public Health Sciences, Aging, Health and Wellbeing program. Her research focuses on a palliative approach to care for persons living with dementia in long-term care settings. For two years, she worked as a Meaningful Connections Coordinator alongside a recreation and leisure team in a long-term care home in Southern Ontario. Welcome to the podcast, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. This is a really great opportunity and I'm glad to be here. I'd like to start uh, by asking you a little bit about your background. I know that you've been working in the area of of looking at a palliative approach to care for people living with dementia. I wonder if you can um, step back and tell us how you came to be interested in that area. So I'm currently a PhD student at the University of Waterloo. My research is centered around palliative approaches to care in long-term care settings. My grandfather was diagnosed with vascular dementia a couple of years ago, and in my in my family experience and perspectives, the end of life care was not optimal. It was not a good end of life for him. Mm. I became very interested in work with older adult populations, person living with dementia, both through my education and personal experience. So then after looking at some research gaps in Canada and gaps in care, persons living with dementia are a significant gap for persons receiving adequate and good palliative and end of life care. And the location was specifically long-term care homes for my research. So it really came from a a personal experience that really led you down quite a long and extensive journey into this area. You were involved with uh, recreation therapy and part of a recreation therapy team in long-term care. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that experience. Sure. So I had the great opportunity of working very closely with the recreation team in a long-term care home in Southern Ontario, and this was over the span of two years throughout the pandemic. So I wanted to get involved in that role because at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of long-term care homes were hit very hard and were extremely understaffed, and I wanted to support any area that I could. And I ended up in a role titled the Meaningful Connections Coordinators. I coordinated and executed the virtual and outdoor visits. For some time, um, family, friends, and care partners weren't able to enter long-term care homes. So a lot of homes adapted to have visits outdoor and virtually. There's a lot of complex care needs and there's a lot of considerations to be able to support these visits in a virtual format and also outdoors. So a lot of the visits, it required me knowing the residents very intimately and the recreation team really supported me in doing that role. For some of the residents who might, for example, have challenges with verbal expressions, I would be present in the visits to support communication or persons living with dementia, knowing their likes and dislikes or fond memories they may have to be able to support those visits. The recreation team was my biggest supporter and biggest advocate in that role. Um, Even if it was just going onto the floors to ask somebody's children's names or how someone likes their coffee or tea, what spirituality or religion, their favorite song, the recreation team was my go-to. I think everybody remembers those visuals that you saw in the media with, you know, people um, having, you know, conversations through windows and, you know, that was so striking in terms of what is so not normal about those kind of connections and those visits from family and other loved ones. I'd like to know a bit more about the recreation team. What does a recreation team do in long-term care? 
So they're incredibly important and vital members of the care team in long-term care settings, particularly for supporting quality of life and psychosocial, emotional, spiritual support for families, their friends, residents, and everyone essentially that is a part of long-term care. So recreation therapy spans across cognitive, emotional, psychological, social, physical, and spiritual care needs of person living in long-term care. They promote, support, and maintain quality of life and well-being through meaningful therapeutic programs and also provide individualized support. So these programs can include exercise, art, baking, cooking, community outings, music, happy hour, gardening. There's also cognitive stimulation like reminiscence, languages, name that tune. And in terms of social well-being, these programs can support persons feeling valued in social settings and foster a sense of friendship, relating, and belonging. So they can really support and tailor care to individuals that live there and their families. And your role, the Meaningful Connections, is that a role that you see in lots of places or was that relatively new? This was new from my understanding and it was created because of COVID. And it was to support connections between residents and their families when there were social isolation and mandates restricting people from entering long-term care homes. But in my opinion and perspective, I think that they're going to continue um, as part of recreation therapist roles because we saw, at least in my experience, there's a lot of family members that don't live in the same community or the same province or the same country as their loved ones in long-term care. So having those virtual visits was a great support for families to talk to their family member in long-term care more often. So at least the home that I worked in is continuing that role on within the recreation team. Oh, that's great. I would think too that um, there's a real role from a communications perspective to help with things like technology. Yes, that was a large part as well, trying to, because a lot of the residents that I worked with, I had to be present during the interviews just to support with communication. So there was sort of that learning curve of how to describe it to potentially people living with cognitive decline or dementia that didn't understand their loved one wasn't actually in the room, that it's more of like a phone call, but you're able to see them. And I can imagine for you having to be there, part of the family conversation must have been very emotional for you. Yes. Yes, it was very challenging and very difficult and quite a sensitive role to have because they might be talking about somebody dying. They might be talking about end of life. They might be talking about very personal things. And for me to be in the room, that requires quite a trust between the family, myself and the resident that I'm doing that visit with. So also then that's how recreation really helped because they gave me a full background on the resident. And I wonder if we can talk a little bit about how the recreation team and your role fit with that palliative approach for end-of-life care and long-term care. Sure. So a palliative approach in long-term care includes supporting a person and their family's full range of needs, and that includes physical, psychosocial, and spiritual care. So right upon transition to long-term care, um, in my experience, recreation therapists are among the first team members to go and get to know the resident and their family. So they really do support in that transitionary period, which can be very difficult for families and residents. And then on a day-to-day -day care basis, recreation therapists work to support and maintain psychosocial, emotional, and spiritual care, which are major components of a palliative approach to care. And they also support other team members in working within their scope and their role within a palliative approach. So just for an example, recreation therapists can share information about the individual like they did with myself, about their values, their likes and dislikes, and this can help support other team members to engage residents meaningfully while trying to provide care. So when a family has come in, 
they often ask a lot of questions and it needs a holistic approach to answer these questions. So that while they might be asking nursing team physicians about physical care needs, they also come in asking about their psychosocial and well-being of their loved one or family member in long-term care. They want to know how they're doing on a day-to-day basis. And recreation team members, from my experience, are the key point in answering those questions for family members. And then moving on a bit to advanced care planning and palliative care conferences, recreation therapists have an important role in both of these discussions. And in my experience, people in these roles are often the ones to implement non-medical end-of-life care wishes. Recreation therapists are the ones who usually offer that, the care that really touches people's hearts and touches their souls at end of life. That's complex and and interesting in terms of the difficulty of those conversations and the intimacy of those conversations. Having someone who's not necessarily a family member having these conversations can be challenging as well, I think, on both sides. Can you talk a little bit about some of those challenges in terms of whose role and responsibility it is as well? So I've seen that in my experience and in some research I've done as well, that a lot of advanced care planning or care planning conversations are kind of seen as medically focused conversations. So persons in personal support worker roles or in psychosocial and spiritual care roles don't feel that they can contribute into palliative care conferences and those conversations. So I think a lot of recreation therapists I've talked to really said that their roles and responsibilities within a palliative approach need to be normalized and expressed by leadership. And the rest of the team needs to understand that they can support in palliative and end of life care. I got the sense that they want to take on more, they just need support within role clarity. And some of the stuff that they are taking on that aren't necessarily part of their job descriptions, a lot of it is bereavement after death rituals, and then also end of life care and sitting vigil with people who are dying. Some rec therapists I've talked to, they've noticed a gap in bereavement and grief care for families. So they've started taking that on. So I do think they can take on a larger role and want to. It's just making it intentional and having leadership support and having support from other members of the care team. That sounds like a really intimate role, a very personal role. And I think Mm -hmm. that requires somebody who can manage that kind of personal approach, right? Yeah, and they have that training in their degrees or diplomas that they go into. They're trained for all aspects of care. From the recreation therapists I've talked to, they want more recreation education towards palliative and end-of-life care, and then they want to be able to take up these roles. I wonder from a broader perspective uh, what your opinion is about the current state of a palliative approach to care in long-term care homes. So in my experience in my research work, um, the concept of palliative care is still often equated with end-of-life care, as opposed to an upstream integrated approach to care that can be offered to anyone from a point of diagnosis with a life-limiting progressive chronic condition. So this is not to say that components of a palliative approach aren't being used from point of transition, such as pain and symptom management, psychosocial and spiritual care, but I don't see it yet as a fully recognized and intentional approach. There's a lot of different team members and people that work in long-term care, and I really think that everybody should be given the opportunity to have palliative approach education and end-of-life education and training on working in interdisciplinary teams within this approach. 
And I think that comes from leadership, it comes from policy, it comes from education. When you talk about the interdisciplinary approach that we need uh, more training for everyone, but also maybe more freedom for people to see it as part of their role. Mm -hmm. So leadership making it clear how their role fits within this approach and giving them opportunities to come to palliative care conferences, to engage in advanced care planning conversations. But again, there are staffing constraints. If there's one recreation therapist on the floor, can you pull them for those meetings if they're doing a program? Some people have said there's not enough registered staff to have these conversations and have said that they feel that unregulated staff don't feel comfortable having those conversations. So it's really just training and building competencies and capacities across staff in long-term care to be able to have those conversations early. But also I think that needs a wider societal shift in how we talk about death and plan for death before long-term care, because long-term care is in the continuum of care for people. So what's next for you in terms of your research and your practice? So I am in my PhD right now. I just need to tease out what exactly the area is that I would like to work in, but it is still the same population in long-term care and with a palliative approach. That's wonderful. Thank you for speaking with me today, Courtney. This is really, really great conversation to have. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Strengthening a Palliative Approach in Long-Term Care podcast. For more information about our project, visit spa-ltc.ca.